Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Nehal Madani, the founder and CEO of Alt Legal, the developer of a cloud-based IP docketing software platform that helps legal professionals prepare and manage their IP filings. Hi, Nehal. How are you? Good, Ari. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I always look forward to our conversations. Tell us about how Alt Legal continues to adapt to a changing legal climate. It's been an interesting couple of years, right, with the pandemic, the shift to remote, the increase in legal demand. And what's interesting in our space is just a sheer increase in the volume of trademark filings across the United States as well as globally. And so right on from the very beginning, we saw a lot of firms, a lot of in-house legal teams that you know had something that was more of an on-prem solution that they had to access locally, immediately demand some cloud-based solutions. And fortunately, you know, our solution's always been cloud-based, so that was an easy shift for us. But the other thing that was interesting, and we saw this from just from a competitive landscape, is that for a lot of our competitors, you know, they were used to providing these demos and sales processes in person. Our approach has always been a little bit more virtual, right? Let's demonstrate the product on the screen. And so for us, it was more of a seamless transition. But as we look at where legal teams are headed, as we look at where IP law firms are headed, we're listening to what the customers want. We're trying to create products and solutions that adapt to their workflows. And so now I think as we hopefully emerge out of this pandemic and return to some balance of normalcy, it's going to be interesting to see how workflows can shift, whether we're going to go back to more in-person meetings or still stick to the virtual approach that we've seen and has been always successful for us. How do you identify opportunities for growth? We look at it from two standpoints. The first is from an organic standpoint, which is what is it that our customers need and how we can serve them? You know, Our mission has always been to make life easier for trademark professionals, right? Create a better experience for them. So we look at what their needs are. We look at what others are providing and what are their needs are being met. So we look at it from that standpoint to both improve our existing product, but also to create new product lines that would be helpful for them. So back in 2020, which feels like ages ago right now, customers were asking us for a way to monitor whether their client's trademarks are mentioned in likelihood of confusion refusals. And we kept hearing that again and again in our sales calls. So we immediately got to work and started building a solution that served that need. And that was a whole new product line for us. But we also look at it from an inorganic standpoint, right? Where it is out there in the competitive landscape that takes a similar approach that serves this niche community of trademark professionals and really focuses on that and provides a customer-centric approach in terms of how they serve their customers. And then we look for acquisition or other partnership opportunities. So to date, we've done three acquisitions and we've sort of taken that same approach of looking at companies that serve this community, serve it well, and take a customer-centric approach to it. Alt Legal recently acquired the business of Towergate. Why did you decide to pursue that opportunity? It wasn't necessarily on our radar. What had happened is, you know, like I mentioned, going back to that 2D example, which is basically a trademark watch service that looks at whether your client's marks are mentioned in refusals issued by the USPTO, because if the USPTO finds a trademark that's being applied for so confusingly similar to your client's trademarks, you'd want to know about it. And so 
we built that service, but you know what's interesting is that Towergate had actually existing service that had existed in the market since 2010. And as we've been selling our service, their name kept coming up, especially with larger organizations, larger law firms, some of the more established firms. And so we saw an immediate opportunity to perhaps, you know, get in front of these law firms, introduce them to our other products as well. And so that was sort of an initial outreach. But once we started talking to them, it kind of aligned very quickly because these individuals who had built a business serving trademark professionals, creating value for them, and did it in a customer-centric way. So the cultural value and sort of mission and vision just aligned immediately. So point of initial outreach to the whole transaction being done was less than a couple of months. So it was really seamless. How has the pandemic affected global trademark filing trends? You know, I think the natural inclination would be some sort of potential decline in this activity, but 2020, 2021 have seen incredible growths in the number of trademark filings reported around the world. Every major register, maybe the perhaps exception of Canada, experienced growth, sometimes double-digit growth in 2020. You know, there were filings that were up 20%, 30%, and we saw the same in 2021, maybe a slightly lower growth rate, but still, you know, overall. And when we look at it now, it's, the numbers are staggering. There's over 60 million active global filings, 10 to 15 million new ones being filed every year. And so it's becoming clear that companies are investing heavily in their brands and trademarks but they're doing so on a global scale. And it's not just in, to say, you know, I'm going to go protect my trademark in the United States where I am. I know my business can expand globally. I know I can serve a global customer base. So I'm going to start protecting my key jurisdictions. Even us as a you know, relatively small company, we have trademarks in four or five jurisdictions right now already. Given the volume you're speaking about, how are you seeing legal professionals adjust their approach to managing their workflow? It's interesting to see that more and more professionals are looking for a platform, a solution that can serve their global practice, right? Where they can serve clients that have multinational portfolios. Even then, you know, the other piece that we're seeing is that with a volume of legal activity and the demands of clients both to keep costs low, yet serve them in a timely fashion. We're seeing this sheer surge to adopt technology and drive as much efficiency in the process as they can, right? Drive, eliminate administrative work that they can necessarily not bill for. And so we've seen that sort of trend emerge in the trademark world and try and bring solutions that give them that time back, that give them that automation, that let them focus more on the substantive aspects. So Across the board in the trademark world, we're just seeing an incredible adoption of technology, much more than we've seen before. Is automation becoming more attractive and acceptable? There's always been this fear of automation where you don't want it to be quite a black box that you can't see into, and especially in the legal world, right? Where there's stakes for getting it wrong. There's serious you know, malpractice claims that could be levied against you for getting it wrong. And so we've sort of seen that reluctance, but with this new technology and adoption and willingness and actually more even need to adopt technology, we're seeing practitioners, we're seeing paraprofessionals come around to saying, you know what, I want automation. Just give me a way where I can oversee that automation. And the best analogy that I've sort of seen around this is very much how airline pilots, I think, use autopilot technology. You're going to let it do as much work as possible, but you're there also to supervise and provide that human oversight for things where, you know, maybe the data that's being used to get the automation out there 
isn't always 100% accurate, right? So you can correct for that. You can correct for the anomalies, but you're not there to manually input all points of data. You know, taking example of one of the firms that we just had a conversation with, they have an active US trademark portfolio alone of 5,000 trademarks. And they're at the point where they don't have enough docketing staff. Recruiting docketing staff is incredibly hard for them and training them up under systems is incredibly hard. And so they can no longer operate in a world where the docketing staff is you know, forced to manually continue to receive and process updates for their 5,000 plus US trademarks. And so they came to us looking for automation, right? Where can software platforms go out and draw down on data that's already out there and automate it? Take away some human data entry part, right? Maybe automate it with some algorithms to calculate deadlines, but not have to do every step manually. I think that's sort of the goal that we're seeing now is automation is acceptable. Just give me some oversight and visibility into how it's happening. All Legal is launching the International Intellectual Property Standards Organization. Why are you engaging in that initiative at this time? Well, for the last several years, we look at support their initiative to evaluate the technological proficiency and abilities of the top IP offices around the world. In doing that, I personally looked at hundreds of IP office websites just to evaluate what they have and what they don't have. And it was immediately apparent that you know you have really sophisticated IP offices like New Zealand, for example, where you can obviously file trademarks online and search for trademarks online, but you could even use their API to programmatically submit an application without even visiting their website. So you can imagine a vendor like, say, LegalZoom, where you could use their service and they wouldn't even manually submit the application on New Zealand's website. They would just programmatically take all the information submitted in a web form and file the application. And so we saw that level of innovation. Then we saw literally IP office websites where there was no searchable database of trademarks. So you can even see what was out there before filing your own. There's no way to file a new trademark online. And the only point of contact was literally one person with a Yahoo email address. And so we saw such a discrepancy. And from there, we also saw that these IP offices globally are solving universal problems. Their job is to receive applications. Their job is to review them. And their job is to record them. They're not competing with each other. And we didn't see a pooling of resources either. So you know, we went out and created IPSIG for short to go out and identify what standards look like for best practices for creating a digital standard of educational content, making sure electronic filings are acceptable, creating publicly searchable IP records, and then ideal world, opening up API access. As we first went to work with IP offices and vendors and lawyers and all stakeholders in IP world to identify what these standards are. And then our next initiative is going to be to create a community around these IP offices so that they can better pull resources. And then ultimately, to create some shared resources that they could tap into. In my ideal world, and this is years down the line, it'd be wonderful if we could just create an IP office in a box as an open source software package, especially countries with limited resources and budgets, could just implement and have semi-state-of-the-art IP office that can better serve the community of applicants, right? Especially ones that don't have lawyers. We want to make trademark filings accessible to everyone. And that starts with IP offices themselves. Where do you see legal tech for IP practitioners headed? One sort of trend that we've been hearing, and it's interesting, is over time, I think we're going to see a trend towards some sort of consolidation of functionality or better integration among all these platforms. IP 
lawyers in particular need a lot of tech. They need a dedicated docketing platform. They need the ability to search what's out there. They need the ability to monitor their client's IP rights. They need the ability to process payments and renewals globally. And so the trend is either going to be towards more consolidation of this market or offerings where one vendor can do as many things as possible for you or just better integration among all these services. I think IP practitioners in particular are starting to feel a little bit of that SaaS fatigue where they don't want everything to be in silos, either from a billing standpoint or from a platform standpoint. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Nehal Madani, the founder and CEO of Alt Legal, the developer of a cloud-based IP docketing software platform that helps legal professionals prepare and manage their IP filings. Nehal, thanks so very much. Thanks so much, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.